Anyway, it is so good to be with you guys today. Um, I've never done this before, just like Nathan said, but uh, hi from Spencerport. And uh, we were to be with you in person a couple weeks ago, but we know all this stuff happened uh, suddenly and our, our trip was uh, postponed and here we are virtually with you. My wife Jeannie and daughter Julianne send greetings to you. They're upstairs watching upstairs. I'm in world headquarters down here in the basement of our house. World headquarters, that's a joke. But um, we're having a, a, an interesting time. This is a new normal for everybody. And uh, it's interesting. I was listening to uh, Francis Chan this morning. I got up early and he had a little blurb and He's in Hong Kong. He's a minister out of San Francisco and went there before everything went a little bit crazy. And I don't know if he's still stuck there, but he began to, uh, his desire was to go over there and help other people. And, uh, but he began to query his family because he was bringing his family with him. And he said, you know, how do you feel about this? And everybody was sharing their fears and their concerns. And, and, uh, uh, and all of a sudden his little five-year-old began to cry. And he said, oh, so many people are dying. And Francis said, that just stopped us all because uh, our focus was so inward uh, of how, how our fears were working in our hearts. And he, the little five-year-old, was looking outward to others and wondering how uh, he could pray or how he could help them. You know, this is an interesting time. It's, it's brand new what's happening to us here. And I'm sure you're doing all manner of things that are differently. Um, Jeannie was concerned about my background here. And, uh, and like a wife, she wants everything to look nice. And I said, I got a great idea. My son, uh, Keith, has a full-size Derek Jeter cutout. I said, I was going to put him right behind me here. And I was going to say, uh, what do you think about that, Derek? Say amen. Of course, he was cardboard. He couldn't answer. But all we really have is a, a fish up on the wall and my, my US, uh, U.S. map in the back. Um, some of the things we've been doing is watching church online and listening to other things, worshiping together, praying. We've also done some movie watching. I'm sure you all have. And we did a thing where we could alternate choices. Uh, Jeannie had the first choice, and she picked Hallmark. And I said, oh, my goodness, it's the same plot over and over. Come on. But then I had the next choice, so I chose Lord of the Rings. But she didn't know that there were three movies in my choice. So it took us a whole week to watch my movies. So that was pretty cool. The title of my sermon today, as you can see it on the screen, I think. I think you can see it on the screen. Uh, is Sharpen Your Purpose. Sharpen your purpose. The first thing I want to do is uh, I'm going to quote something from Lord of the Rings. Oh, why isn't this working? There we go. Sharpen your purpose. You know, the story here is that Frodo is facing something that he didn't want to face. And he said something very clearly. He said, I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. And Gandalf had something to say to him. He said, so do I, said Gandalf. And so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to do is to decide what we will do with the time that is given us. 
Let me give you a little update of what we've been doing. There we are. Uh, our ministry, Quest for Life, is still active, maintaining uh, the CDC guidelines, but peacefully praying in front of these abortion centers in the Rochester area. You know, why do we do that? Well, in physics, there's such a thing as cause and effect. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. In the spirit, uh, Jesus talk about, talks about sowing and reaping. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. And it, it occurs the same way in nations. And it's, it's so ironic that we have a governor who has decided that abortion centers are essential services at this time, but at the same time, is laboring to acquire all the materials necessary to save lives, uh, which is an appropriate thing to do. But in 2019, he celebrated and pushed for the uh, Reproductive Health Act in 2019, celebrated in Albany, lit up the Freedom Tower in pink. New York City, in fact, has uh, in 2019 passed a, uh, a law, the New York Abortion Action Fund, where they dedicated $250,000 for free abortions in 2020. So we're active because it's important for us to be involved at these places. Why is that? Well, we're called to stand in the gap. Daniel lived at such a day when uh, his, his nation was totally thrown into chaos. In fact, they had lost their nation. And he was a righteous man, yet he saw himself standing in the gap. He owned the sin of his land, and he began to pray and intercede before the Lord, asking for help. But he, he particularly said this in Daniel 9, chapter 8, open shame belongs to us. You know, abortion is just one thing that we've taken on that has turned us as a nation away from God and, and kind of distanced ourselves from him. There are many other things. I don't... I don't have time to go through all of them. But what he says kind of sums it up. Open shame belongs to us, Daniel said. But then he went on to pray and he said, to you, Lord, belongs compassion and forgiveness. And he began to plead. He began to pray. He began to ask, oh, Lord, our God, to us belongs help. To, law, to us Lord, listen and take action. Do not delay. We call upon your name. What is our purpose as we get into this message? You know, I was, I was waking up one morning this past week and, and praying about over the week what to speak on. And this phrase came into my mind, sharpen your purpose. And this is a time when we as God's people need to sharpen our focus, clear our spiritual glasses, so to speak, and make sure we can see very clearly. Uh, and the first thing I want to say is we need to remember that God is good. God is so good. Um, he's a good father. He loves humanity. In fact, he sent his most precious gift to us in the form of his son, and John 3.16 kind of sums that all up. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, the story that Jesus spoke in Luke 15 summed up the goodness of the Father. 
he tells a story about a, a young man who wanted his inheritance before his father died, and he went to his father and he demanded his inheritance. And then he went off away from the father and squandered the riches that his father gave him in all kind of manner of uh, activity. He bought season tickets to the bills. He went out and partied constantly. He tailgated like no other. He brought on friends, he bought a new house, he bought a new Lamborghini until he realized that he had nothing left and found himself without a home, without resources and without friends, abandoned. In fact, he was eating in the pig's trough, the food of the pigs, because that's the only job he could get. And he came to himself and he said, listen, if I just go back to my father, I can just be a servant. I don't even have to, I'll tell him, I, don't, I can't be your son. I don't deserve to be your son, but I'll just be your servant. And the picture that we see in Luke 15 is a picture of a loving God waiting for his prodigal, his lost son to return. And isn't that the case now? See, we're living in a day and an age where everything that can be shaken is being shaken, but we belong to a kingdom that cannot be shaken. In fact, of the government of his, of his rule, his kingdom is always increasing. His kingdom is based on love and his kingdom is always increasing and he's waiting for people just to turn to him. Our lives sometimes are filled with peaceful, happy days, sometimes doldrum and tedium of just getting up and going to work and coming home. But sometimes there are storms that come. And this storm terrified these professional fishermen. These professional boatmen were terrified to the point where they just crawled over to Jesus who was asleep at the back of the boat. And they just said, Lord, don't you care that we perish? See, that was their test. Jesus woke up and he spoke to them and he said something like this. He said, oh, you have little faith. And then he stood up and calmed the storm. Now, what was their faith little? In what area was it minuscule? They had seen the power of God, but here they were doubting the character of God that he cared for them. That was the test for them. Does God care? And I want to tell you that he cares very much for you. He cares very much for your friends. He cares very much for your families. He cares very much for this nation. He's just waiting for us to uh, acknowledge his care and run back to him. That's the test. You know, the next thing that God wants us to do at this time in sharpening our purpose is build with a clear vision. You know, Jesus talks about two builders and talks about the builder who built on the sand and talks about the builder who laid his foundation on the rock. You know, Jeannie and I, when we first were dating, we were teaching junior church and we did that for years in our church. Uh, we headed up the ministry for a long time, even before I got called to full-time ministry. And uh, we used to sing a song. It goes something like this. And I'm going to embarrass my daughter, Julianne, because I'm going to sing this. Don't build your house on the sandy land. Don't build it too near the shore. Well, it might look kind of nice, but you'll have to build it twice. So you'll have to build your house once more. You better build your house upon the rock. 
make a good foundation on the solid spot well the storms may come and go but the peace of god you will know you know this is a time where god in his grace is showing us and showing our nation and showing our cities our foundation what have we built on have we put our trust in uncertain riches or have we put our trust in the things that cannot be moved and the beautiful thing is as he exposes any cracks in our foundation he's willing to instantly right now as we turn to him to help us rebuild help us uh, refashion help us move our house from sandy places into the rock so sharpen your purpose build with clear vision that's so important and that's one of the graces that god is allowing us to partake in right now the other thing i want you to understand is we need to sharpen our purpose to the point where we listen correctly we need to listen very correctly at this time and you know if you spend more than an hour or so listening to the news what's going to happen to your spirit is fear is going to seep into you we need to be wise and uh, take precautions that are given to us but we can't walk in fear the fear that is out there is as dangerous or more dangerous to the christian than the virus because if you believe you have eternal life right now you can walk without a fear of death it doesn't mean that you walk in a careless way but you walk in a confident way god has not given us a spirit of fear but power love and a soundness of mind fear is a liar Fear gets us focusing on ourself and self-preservation, and we begin to forget the commission and the call that we have as believers to be the answer, to point to the answer, to show people the exit ramp to God's grace from fear to love. See, love is other-focused. Now abideth faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. Fear will help you and cause you to hoard and to hold on and to become very self-concerned and self-preserving. Love will cause you to reach out and be generous and to give of your time, your prayer, and your resources to those that are lacking. We have an opportunity to do that now. So listen correctly feed on the word of God allow God to fill you with faith we need to sharpen our purpose and be intentional Jesus was very intentional we read this as part of the golden verse when the days were approaching for his ascension he was determined to go to Jerusalem in the Living Bible which we read he had an iron will we need to be intentional saints at this time intentional in sharing the love of god intentional in our service of one another many of us are stuck at home in ways that we've never been before we've all gone our different ways and then we gathered together but now we're rubbing up against each other in different ways we're seeing uh we're bumping into each other in our homes in our kitchens and uh, 
sometimes we get a little bit annoyed. But God wants us to be intentional in sharing the love of God, in drawing from him. Be intentional in your times with Jesus. Set aside that time when you can get away from everything else and draw from him in the love you need, and then be intentional in, uh, in giving it out to others. Be intentional. Don't succumb to idleness even at this time. You know, the beautiful thing is, remember the story of the Macedonian when Paul was dreaming and he heard a voice crying out for help from Macedonia, come and help us. Well, your prayers are not limited. They can go to China. They can go down the street to your neighbor. They can go to your mom and dad or your grandchildren, and they can bring God's grace to them. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power as we declare his name and his kingdom. There is a king and there is a kingdom and his name is Jesus. And he, all authority in heaven and earth have been given unto him and he's commanded us to go. Now, we may not be able to go physically, but we can go in the spirit and we can have an effect in our prayers. God wants to show us these things, saints, in amazing ways. The next thing in sharpening our purpose is to embrace our new DNA. You know, we were once lost in sin and in darkness. We were of the kingdom of the devil. Our father was the devil. That's what the Bible says. But then Jesus came in for those of you who have trusted in him and he's made you a new creation. And what does that mean? We have a whole new DNA. We have the very love of God living within us, the eternal Holy Spirit living within us, and we are tapped in re to resources that are beyond this world. Jesus is Lord, and we are part of his family. In fact, he has called our brother, for we have been adopted into the family of God. And because the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us, we can pour it out to others we can cry out, Abba, Father. Many of us are carrying burdens today of finances, of businesses that are just shut down. Small businesses, large businesses, and we don't know what to do. And we're concerned for loved ones who are working in medical fields or in stores, or we're concerned for our own welfare but we need to tap into the love of God and the hope of God and let go of those burdens. Just let them go. Let them go and receive the grace of God. Put the burdens down and receive the grace of God. Pray with me right now. Lord, I choose to let go of these burdens that have been just weighing on me, taking my sleep and my rest making me worrisome, sometimes depressed. Just take them, Lord, and show me your great love and let me receive that love and that grace that I need right now in Jesus' name. God's going to do that for you. Lastly, what I want to talk about right now is the beauty of our purpose. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all nations, that all the ends of the earth 
might see it, that all the ends of the earth might see it. What does that mean? Well, I believe we are his arm. The church of Jesus Christ, the blood-bought saints, those that love him, those that have been filled with his spirit, those have been brought from darkness to light. We are the arm of the Lord right now. We are the ones that God has chosen. We are the ones that are filled with that new love, the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. So what does that mean? That means that we are Jesus with skin on. We're the arms and the feet of Christ. What was the last command he gave to us before ascending into heaven? He said, go and make disciples of all nations. See, love is a verb. It's not an emotion. It's not just a compassion. It's not just empathizing with the plight of others, but it's an action. And I commend your church for what you're doing in taking a special collection for these masks to give out to our hospital workers. I commend those who are giving out food to their neighbors and goods that they have extra of, uh, giving to the kingdom of God consistently and faithfully. See, love is a verb. It's an action. Without the action, it's merely a word. These are things that we can do to clarify our vision, clarify that we are the solution. We are the answer. Sharpen your purpose by uniting with Jesus. Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. He emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant. Continue to unite with him. Take on that spirit of Christ that gives, that empties himself, that willingly serves. Um, if you're living alone, if you're stuck at home by yourself, you can still serve. You can, you can go to the Lord in prayer. You can pray for those that are laboring. You can pray for the church. You can pray for your neighbors. You can do mighty things in the spirit in humbling yourself before God and asking him to lead you in prayer for these things. If you're living at home with your kids, uh, God can grant you the grace to serve and to give them that love that they need and that nurturing that they need and point them uh, to Christ. You can do so many things in your home to show the love of God. You can put pictures in your windows that the kids have made, just pointing people to hope and life and truth. You can continue to give in humility to the kingdom of God. All these things are something that you can do. I'm going to close with this scripture in John 1, 4. It's one of my favorite scriptures. <clears throat> in him was life, and that life was the light of man. Come on, church. This is our time. I got a little um, visual here. It's a lighthouse. The lighthouses, y'all, they're not built uh, to fall over in a storm. They're built to continue to shine 
even in the middle of the storms. In fact, that's when they're the most valuable. That's when they point the way to the refuge for those ships, those sailors that find themselves in dangerous straits. So this is our time to shine, church. This is our time to point the way. This is the time that we have to sharpen our purpose and to shine very clearly uh, with the love of God, with the compassion of Christ, and with the faith of the Spirit uh, to point others to Jesus. So let me just review sharpening our purpose. Continue to stand for your community and your city. Continue to stand for uh, our nation and stand in prayer. Remember that God is good and that it is, he is a good God and he is a good father. And in the middle of this, he's got his arms open wide for those to run into them. Build with clear vision. If you know that there's areas in your life that need to be repaired, come to him right now because I believe his grace is available for instantly to help you change as you're just honest with him. Listen correctly. Don't listen to all the fear. Listen to the faith that he has in his word. Be wise, but don't give in to fear that would paralyze you. Be intentional in your love and in your service. Embrace your new ID as, as God's people filled with the love of God. You are the answer. Be the love of God to your neighbors in uniting with Jesus. Let me just pray with you right now. Put your hands on your computer or wherever, and let's just connect right now. Lord, I pray for those that might be uh, with us. There, there's people listening that don't normally listen or go to church. Uh, there are those that are part of this church. But Lord, I pray right now that the Holy Spirit would come in new and powerful ways, Lord, to meet us. Lord, to shore up our foundations. Lord, to make us intentional, to fill us with the love of God that we could pour it out to others to show us how to pray during this time and how to demonstrate your love and your light. In Jesus' name, this is our time. This is our time, church. Let's seize it and let's walk ahead with faith in Jesus' name. Amen.